I'm going to keep things vague, just so you know. But two quick announcements that were forgotten that are very important. Uh, on Friday, ours is our volunteer appreciation night. If you have volunteered at any point in the last year, at least once, uh, join us for that. It's going to be an awesome time at 7 p.m. Hi, Todd Johnson here, Father and Fatherless at Harvest Fellowship Church in Frazee. This segment of the podcast is to deal with human trafficking with Pastor Caleb Monson and his father, Sheldon Monson. In our student ministries, Sunday morning teams, or our worship team, we're going to have training on Saturday. You can find the times in the bulletin. So, very quick announcement. There we go. But I'm going to get into my message here really quick. For those of you that don't know, I'm Pastor Caleb, and I was recently, two weeks ago, on a mission trip in Las Vegas. A lot of people are like, wait, you go to a mission trip in Las Vegas? Yes, it does happen. Uh, but I went there with my dad and my brother. Uh, there's a picture as well. You can see us. We had to get the obligatory picture in front of the sign, otherwise we never really went to Vegas, so we did it. Um, and we went to Vegas for a very important missions trip involving human trafficking. Now, human trafficking is not talked about a ton. It's getting talked about a lot more in the media, which is important. But if you didn't know, there are currently 40 million slaves in the world involved in human trafficking. When there was slavery uh, before the um, Civil War and all that stuff, there was not 40 million slaves. So slavery is growing in the world. Uh, slavery is not going away. It's something that has continued to grow, just not in the way that you envision slavery in the history books. So human trafficking is a huge issue as well. Uh, it's sex trafficking and labor trafficking. There's all sorts of different stuff. And it's not just in Las Vegas. It's not just in another country. It's in Minnesota. It's in Fargo. So we're just going to talk about it tonight, talk about our missions trip, or this morning. You can tell when the youth pastor preaches when he says tonight, because that's when I usually preach. But we're going to talk about it this morning, about what we did, what we saw, and how life-changing it was. My dad will be coming up in a little bit as well to talk about his perspective as he was on the trip too. But I just want to go through a little bit about what we did. Because when people are like, hey, how do you rescue people out of human trafficking? No, we don't run into houses and like with guns blazing and like pull people out. No, that did not happen. But we did a lot of other stuff that maybe wouldn't be considered as direct, but equally as important. So I'm going to go through about six different things that we did. Uh, the first day we got there, we got there on a Monday night. And Tuesday we did like a full day of training where they put you in like a room, I think there's a book, uh, not a book, a picture. Um, we were in that room for like 12 hours, it was great, they fed us good. But we were in there learning all about what is human trafficking, what does it look like, why is it such a big issue in the country, and then what do you do to fight it, what do you do to combat it. And there is someone from the Salvation Army presenting, you know, what psychological things happen to victims of human trafficking. And um, why it's not just physical issues or anything like that is just being beaten, but instead it's also psychological brainwashing and all that stuff. We'll get into that in a little bit too. But we had a whole bunch of training, learned a ton of stuff of what is human trafficking, how do you identify it, how do you know what it is, and we learned a ton. Um, I'm going to share a couple things with you because more people that are aware the better. Um, a lot of it your gut will tell you. Have you ever been somewhere, and as I think through my life, you've been at a restaurant and there's like some people there and they don't seem to fit well together? Right? Like maybe there's a younger girl with somebody and like they don't seem like that's like a natural relationship. Or you're like, especially in airports or hotels, you see sketchy things. You know, like that doesn't seem quite right. Well, a lot of times there's something going on that your gut will tell you. We also learned a lot of stuff specific to Las Vegas. How do you identify who is involved in trafficking? And prostitution and trafficking are the same thing. They go together. A lot of people try to separate them and say, well, this is on their own will and this isn't. No, it's the same thing. Um, the majority of prostitution is actually trafficked women that are involved in it, as well as men and boys, too. 
Um, but we've learned a lot about that, of what is, you know, what are some signs specifically in Las Vegas. Generally, if there's a girl hanging out in a casino and not playing slots and is by herself, generally she's involved in trafficking, not necessarily. But just some of the signs. So after we did all that training, we actually went into the casinos. If you've ever been to the Strip at all in Las Vegas, it's kind of an awesome, like, view. Meaning, like, there's lights everywhere. There's LED screens. You go blind and you, like, get a sunburn at night because there's so much <laughs> lights, right? And it's just cool. But you walk down and we went through all these casinos. There's a ton of them and all the hotels, some really fancy ones. Um, and just kind of identified what is going on, what do you see. Uh, we broke up into different groups. And we saw... Um, my group, we saw for sure one confirmed uh, lady was with a guy, and you could tell by the conversation they did not know each other. Like, just the conversation they had, and like, it was just awkward, and you're like, okay, something's going on here. A couple other cases where you could just tell something wasn't quite right. So we went through all that, did all the training, because all this training is very important before you actually go out and start fighting it, start working on it. The main um, outreach that the guys did on the team was a massage parlor outreach. Um, and I think there's a couple pictures in there. I don't know, I might be bouncing around a little bit, Kyle. But uh, there's a picture of like a hygiene bag somewhere on there, right? So I don't know if you can see, but we handed out all these freedom packs, and this is just one of them. But there's hygiene stuff like lotion and like I don't know what you call those things in the bottom. I don't know. Uh, there's a hotline number. There's fingernail polish. There's um, shampoo. All this different stuff. If anyone can read that, that's awesome. Because it's Mandarin. I don't know what it says. But that was the card inside all of these hygiene packs because um, these massage parlors are not massage places that you would go to. Like literally you go to the door and you have to buzz in with the camera before they'll even unlock the door to let you in. Like okay, something sketchy is going on. And then you walk in and it's a very dark lobby, like no lights are on, it's kind of dirty. Like I've never actually went in for a massage, but I would never go into one of those. So you go in and the girls will come to the counter and they speak like zero English. They speak all Mandarin, and they know that the common words like massage, how much, you know, the very basic uh, English words for that type of stuff, but they don't know anything else, and that's kind of a telltale sign that, okay, something's going on here. You know, especially when they're younger girls, they can't speak any English, and they're working at this massage parlor, something's not quite right. Um, we went into 26 different massage parlors in Las Vegas, uh, and there's literally about a thousand of them in Las Vegas all around. Um, you can even find them around here, too. I don't know specifically which ones. But it's the ones where it's like the curtain, there's curtains across the windows and they're tinted and it's all like super weird. So we went into those and the reason why we're going into them is you'd go in and usually a guy and then a girl on the team would go in together mainly for safety but also because they won't generally let women into the massage parlor alone because you're not a customer uh, that they're seeking. So you go in and you say, hey, are you giving massages today? The reason why you ask that is because you want to make sure it's them and not the owner, the pimp. Now, I will use the word owner very loosely, because I don't believe any human can own another human being, but that's what it's going on in human trafficking. So we went in and tried to, you know, uh, have conversation and understand if this is actually one of the working girls, or if it's either a manager, if it's a female, or a pimp. And generally, unfortunately, the pimp would be there, or the female manager, which also isn't any better. And they would be like, hey, we want to give these gift bags um, to these girls. And we want to give these gifts, and we didn't tell them, obviously, the tip line in there. We're like, hey, we just want to help them out. We just want to bless them, and we just want to uh, help them out. So we just went ahead, and we tried to give them these bags. And unfortunately, the owners would be like, no, they don't want them. Now, I don't know about you, but any girl, no matter where you're at in life, would take a nice little hygiene bag. Like, why not? It's fun stuff. I would maybe take it, too. I don't know. But you can see the owner... 
We'd be like, no, they don't want it, and they'd be standing over there in the back, and you could tell their heart broke a little bit. Like, I want that item. But they don't get to make their own choices. They don't get to decide what they want or what they don't want to do. Somebody else owns them. And my heart broke. And one time we walk into this massage parlor, and uh, we're talking to this girl. She's there by herself, as far as we know. We generally ask how many, you know, usually go in groups, hey, can you massage this many people, you know, do the conversation. And then we'd switch to like, hey, we just want to bless you. We just want to be nice. And you could tell the girl immediately kind of shut down. And she's like, I can't take it. And you could see fear kick into her eyes. And she's like, I can't take it. And either one, somebody was watching on a camera on the back. Or two, she knows what happens if she accepts things that she's not supposed to. She'll be beaten. Bad things will happen. Luckily, some of them, about half of them, we were able to get the gifts to the girls because the owners weren't there, the bosses weren't there with the hope and the prayer that they find that tip line. And on there, it pretty much says, if you need help, call this number. It's the National uh, Human Trafficking Hotline. If you don't know that number, you should have it in your phone. It's a very important number to have. And this number that's on there is a nationwide number, and they call it, and what's kind of cool is they have different districts of the country broken up. So Las Vegas has three organizations that are vetted that can go in and rescue girls that have been that call. Uh, the first one that they call is Free International. That's the organization that we worked with. Um, I love the organization. They're Christian-based. And they, they don't just do a couple weeks of the year and then go home. They're there every day. What's even cooler is the staffs are they're missionaries. This isn't people that get paid to do this. They have to raise all their own funding. And they are just dedicated in their life. Uh, the main guy that we worked with, Andrew, he's married, has two young girls. He's like, I know every day I'm in danger. You know, I know all that, but he's like, I also have two girls. And when I rescue a girl, I envision if it was my daughter. And as we were talking about this and going through this, we realized that there's so much more to be done. And so when you call the hotline, they call an organization, a free international doesn't answer the salvation. <laughs>